The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Shall I roll? Yes, I think we should. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and fighting crime with your phone. Nice! You know, it's like your bat phone. No, yes. not really. Oh, I want a bat phone. Yes, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we roll on up through the tech news of the week, take a little detour through culinary matters, and we also take a look at the Citizen app. Yes, I love the Citizen app. Well... We'll talk about that. Yes, yes. Uh, but but first, you have a, uh, a matter of important... First of all, we should mention this is our 300 episodes. Granted, we did a show before this one, which we had a few hundred episodes in the can for that. Yes, but since yes, we started we Pop Tech Jam in May of but 2012... This is canon. Yeah, this, this is, is canon. canon. Right. Yeah, none of that prehistory yeah, no. or prequel stuff. Prequel stuff, right? Yeah. So, so we started Pop Tech Jam right. uh, in May of 2012, yes. and uh, even though we've missed a few weeks here and there and taken some time off, yeah, we have know. now marched through. It is now February of 2019, and we have hit episode number 300 officially. Officially, yes. Canon. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I, I have actually lost count of how many episodes we've Yeah, yeah. Well, we've we had done. like an episode zero. Yeah, we yeah. had an episode zero, and then we had a bonus episode. But, yeah, you know, but in our numbering system. This is 300. 300. Yeah. Hey, and we wouldn't be here without the bros or Christian. So, yes. hey, Christian. Thank you, guys. Thank and you. the listeners, thank you for- oh, of course. Uh, and, and especially, uh, we had a, a lovely comment uh, on last week's show from a librarian who pointed out uh, something that I always keep forgetting uh, because I don't go to the library all the time, but libraries also have copies of DVDs. They and do. Shows that you would otherwise not be able to watch if it was on a Absolutely. streaming service. So, th- thank you, gentle listener, for writing. Yes, uh, go to our show page if you want to read the comment. In Absolutely. Itself, but. You know what? If we were a comic book- we would either be getting new costumes right now, yeah, like a new outfit, like the brand new like look, yeah, like a reboot, or one of us would die and yeah. come back in about fifty episodes, yeah, in another you right. know exactly multiverse or whatever. Exactly. Actually, I'm Kaiser from Earth Prime, okay, basically, and uh, I'm going to replace myself with Kaiser from Earth Twenty Eight. Okay, so, so there's, just so you know, so and then there's going to be a whole crossover series course, on that. Of course, exactly. Yeah, you no, know, because well, I just reread Borges' the, the Garden of Forking Pass, which okay. a lot of the multiverse stuff is based yes, on, it and, is. and it, that, that for a nineteen forty eight story, it was really yeah, uh, yeah, kind of pressing ahead of its time. But listen, I need to talk about something very important. This very is a very, important. Very, very, very important. Is that do it being a good citizen? No, okay. it has to do with a sandwich. Okay, I'm upset. You are upset listen, because your lunch, was... my lunch was ruined. Listen, right now. We can all agree that the perfect sandwich, and there's no argument here. This isn't open for debate. The perfect sandwich is peanut butter and jelly on white bread. That is the perfect sandwich. No arguments. It is compact and, and all, all into itself. Sweet, salty, squishy. It's got everything. Protein, fruit, right. grains. Yes. It's got, it. it's got it all. Yeah. Right. But the second best sandwich is a grilled cheese. A grilled cheese, yes. A toasty, as they call them exactly. uh, overseas, yes. You get, you, get a, you get cheese, you get bread, you might want to put something in there. You put a little butter in there. You put a little butter, you grill it up. Yeah. I, it's almost impossible to mess up a grilled cheese Isn't sandwich. Isn't like the first thing they teach you know, like eight-year-olds to make and home after whatever? Yeah. Pretty much. You have to work hard to mess up a grilled cheese sandwich. But I have a feeling someone worked really hard on your sandwich. I, you know, I, I go to a place, an unnamed food establishment yes and they have a bacon and tomato fresh mozzarella grilled cheese sandwich i'm on it 
I'm right. like, yeah, so you please. Have issues with that already, because once you get beyond just cheese and bread, like, is it really grilled cheese? Fair enough. Or is fair it a enough. panini? Fair, fair enough. Okay, but anyway, I'll give you this. Okay, but, I'll so give you this. got your bacon grilled cheese here. Right. And, you know, a grilled cheese is supposed to have the, you know, the scorch marks on the, on the top, the yes, bottom, you know. Those beautiful grill butter, lines, yes. Right? First off, no butter. No butter? You didn't crispy bread for no, no butter? No crispy bread. It was like all gooey and stuff, Ooh. and it tasted like Pam. Ooh. S- right? It was, it, yeah, that nasty. It was done in some kind of convection oven thing. That's like, you need a grill. Exactly. With that's it's in the name. It flat. Yes. It's in the name of the sandwich. It was like molten lava in the middle, a big glop of incredibly hot cheese. Yes. With like nuked strips of bacon and scorched tomato. I'm so like upset about this whole thing. Did you get a trainee making your sandwich? No, yeah, apparently I mean, this granted, person. There's a learning curve to. to yeah, some I mean, things, I, but... I would imagine there is, but you know, come on, it's a grilled cheese sandwich. You really can't mess this up. Well, it sounds like someone did. So are, are you going to throw have... me off my game? Completely throw me off my game. Today. You need to go. There's this bar in Brooklyn called uh-huh. Harmon's Kill that all it does is serve different types of grilled cheese sandwiches, and it has a 400 bottle whiskey library in there. Uh, so all, the things you need: whiskey and grilled cheese. Whiskey and grilled cheese. The breakfast of champions. Yes, it's a bar in Williamsburg, which there we'll post go. a link to on our site in case nice. you happen to be out in that case, way, just and you in need case. a professional quality grilled. Let me tell you sandwich. something. It's got to be good if we're recommending something in Billy Burke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because so, the L train, you know, it smells bad. You know, who wants to ride? Yeah, let's it? not diss really the L train. I ride the L train now a lot. So let's, yeah. you know, I know I used to diss the L train, but but now it's your lifeline. It's life It really is. It really is. Anyway, I guess we should talk about stuff. Yeah, because you know, I'm going to be hungry. 300 episodes. 300 episodes of Amazing. stuff. Yes. And people still listen. This is the thing that gets me. Yeah. We still get feedback. I know. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Readers. I'm yeah. sure we're probably going to hear from the grilled cheese lobby of America <laughs> after that one. But Is there really a lobby? There I might would, be. Let know. me tell you, that would make my life yes. if there was a grilled cheese lobby. Yes. Like, oh, that would be so awesome. I'm sorry I insulted your craftsmanship. Got some swag? (laughs) I would like a grilled cheese Lobby of America tote bag, please. (laughs) No, tote bag. Hat. We need a grilled cheese hat. All right, the grilled cheese hat. Okay, here we go. All right, but let's roll on into some news here. Are you going to terrify me this week? Uh, there are the some robots, but they're helpful robots. No Jenga robots. No Jenga robots. That really freaked me out. I actually had a nightmare that night. Really? I'm not even exaggerating. This the... is not, I'm not doing this for performance sake. I literally had a nightmare about a Jenga robot. Was it tumbling the blocks on your head? Yes. Or? It, well, not on my head. It was just like nuking like the, like it would put it together and then knock it down, put it together and knock it down. Uh-huh. So you didn't see strange. like a soft pronged ripper coming over your shoulder like a horror <sighs> I movie I told shot. you, please don't say that ever again. <laughs> No. It's just the best word. All right. I, okay, news, news. Yes, You're yes. killing me already. Yes, all right. Um, Europe. Europe. Let's talk about Europe. They continue to crack down on Facebook's data grabbing practices. Wow. Somebody's doing it. The Federal Cartel Office, which is a regulatory agency in Germany that handles antitrust issues, has told Facebook to substantially restrict how it collects and combines data from people using its various services, uh, unless those users give specific permission that, yes, Facebook, you can combine all my data when, when you're scraping it from me. <laughs> now, under the ruling, uh, Facebook and its associate apps, uh, which include, you know, WhatsApp, Instagram, and also other third-party apps and services that Facebook doesn't own, those can continue to collect data from users, but they cannot combine and aggregate all that information from those other services uh, with the user's main Facebook account 
Unless that person gives a direct voluntary consent. Express written consent? Yes. Uh, the German agency there said a uh, obligatory tick on the box to agree uh, to all the company's terms was not a sufficient basis for, quote, such intensive data processing. And also, I think the Germans know that nobody reads those things anyway. Of course. But while this particular regulation would only apply to Facebook's practices in Germany, other European regulators may get inspired to create their own versions of the law. So uh, I, I guess uh, other parts in Europe are seeing if this one will fly legally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Facebook said it disagrees with the decision, uh, claiming that the federal cartel office has overreached on this data privacy matter. And Facebook thinks that this situation falls under the purview of a different agency. It does have one month to challenge the ruling before it becomes legally effective. But if the ruling stands, Facebook would then have four months to show that it's created technical solutions to comply to this about combining people's data. And if it doesn't comply, uh, the company has a potential to be fined up to 10% of its annual revenues. Wow. Okay. Which could be That's a lot. hefty. Yeah. And uh, So let me get this straight. This is like Narcos, right? There's a cartel. Somebody yes, the, fighting the cartel. Yeah, but well, it's, the script is flipped here. Yeah, it's a, it's a good. It's a federal cartel. It's a federal office, cartel. There we and go. they they want to make sure uh, that that people don't uh, do monopolies right. and try to have all these antitrust practices that shut other companies out gotcha. of fair competitive business. And so uh, this federal cartel office noticed that well, Facebook owns all these apps, uh, but instead of individually. Collecting the data from each one and keeping it separate, they, oh, hey, we own all this, so we're all coming through Facebook here. We're just grab all this user's data from everything they use remotely connected to Facebook, including apps that Facebook owns, and then we're just going to have all of their data here under one file, I guess, which makes it easier to figure out what the person likes course, and to resell yeah. it and all that. But you know what? I still, we talked about this last week or maybe the week before, Yeah, I'm still having trouble believing that they had that spike in users here in the United States. I have no proof. Yeah. Nothing more there. It's just uh, my spidey sense. This is crazy. I cannot believe that regular folks aren't concerned about their privacy and would just willingly give up this stuff to Facebook like this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Unless that spike me. was bots, which could also be. It uh, could be, of course. So we'll keep an eye on this because they, yes. they do have a month to appeal. Uh, but for now, the Germans have said nine <laughs> uh, to this uh, practice they've been doing. Nine! Yes. Now, TechCrunch uh, has also been all up in Facebook's business lately, including the recent expose of the uh, circumventing the App Store thing we talked about on the last show to get teenagers to install research apps for money. TechCrunch's latest report on the social network says the company's crackdown on um, non-consensual ad targeting is finally getting some traction with a new custom audiences transparency feature that Facebook's supposed to put in to show when your contact info was uploaded uh, and what agency uh, did it. And if it was shared between brands and partners, as TechCrunch reports, uh, starting February 28th, Facebook's Why Am I Seeing This button on the drop-down menu of feed posts will reveal more than just the brand that paid for the ad, including some biographical details they targeted on you. And if they'd uploaded your contact info, Facebook will start to show when your contact info was uploaded uh, and if it was by the brand or one of their developer partners when the access was shared between partners. So this is part of Facebook's attempt at transparency to mm. show why certain ads find you. Right. We'll see if that uh, is actually useful or if people don't even know it's there, if it's under-publicized and maybe nobody knows it's there. But TechCrunch was looking into that. Also from TechCrunch, which has had a very uh, busy, busy year so far. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the flurry of reporting. They also have a, another investigative piece about uh, popular iPhone apps that are secretly recording your screen without your permission. Oh, snap. Uh, the site did some testing and uh, sort of dings apps like Air Canada, Abercrombie & Fitch, Hotels.com, 
Singapore Airlines, Hollister, and Expedia, and uh, say that all of these are recording every tap and swipe people made on their phones um, using this embedded session replay technology from a customer experience analytics firm called Glassbox. Uh, Hold on a second. I got to check my phone. No, I don't get, think get I have rid of that Air Canada I, app. I know you fly <laughs> Milan. Now, it's a good thing. I don't have any of them. The, this the glass box is not the only uh, firm that that does these analytics and buries right. them within customer apps. So o- other places do it, but TechCrunch just happened to notice that uh, so, some of these sites were uh, getting a little uh, grabby with uh, what you were doing bit. on the screen. Just a little bit. Yes. Uh, now, Gmail has also been busy. Google reports that thanks to the open source TensorFlow machine learning software, it's blocking more than 100 million spam messages from Gmail inboxes every day. Now, as we know, uh, because Google has forever had automated things on your mail, Mm -hmm. uh, they've been using machine learning and rules-based protections to prevent what they claim is over 99.9% of spam from getting through. I mean, the the Gmail filter is pretty good good. if you use it on the web. It actually catches a lot. It does indeed. And it's not only getting spam, it's getting phishing and malware attempts from trying to get into your inbox. But the same with this TensorFlow tool, which I believe is an open source product, they're using that to uh, block the more slippery spam that squeaks by the first line of defense. Mm. So, and that itself is the the 100 million extra spam messages a day that Google doesn't catch on its own. Wow, that's amazing. It's just the volume of people still sending spam. Remember back oh, when we used God, to get mad, yeah. like on AOL. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and it's only, uh, I guess, gone exponential since then. You know that AOL? It's only been like what 20 years. Yeah, they had the, they they really sort Wait, of started 20, to hit not, in nineteen ninety yeah ninety four ninety five we started to see the floppies and the CDs. It's not too long ago. Yeah, not too long. And ago. spam made us angry even back then. It did. Spam really sucks. I'm yeah. sorry. Will that affect our clean tech? I, I don't know if you use it in sort of a physics, yeah, right. uh, like in, in black holes. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. This is the official, but I mean that in the best possible way. Yeah. So they're um. Uh, I threw you off your game. Sorry. I know. Well, we're at the spam. spam. Now I'm going to have the Vikings, you know, and the Monty Python in my head. Let's move on to something we all like to talk about. Yes. Podcasting. Podcasting, yes. The streaming music giant Spotify is going deep into podcasts by spending up to $500 million with an M dollars to buy Gimlet Media and Anchor, which are two podcast startup companies. And apparently Spotify is on the lookout for similar acquisitions. Now, out of that $500 million, Gimlet was guzzled for $230 million of that. And so they still got some change left over uh, to perhaps acquire another company. Spotify claims to be the world's second biggest podcast platform after Apple and predicts that podcast listening will eventually make up 20% of its usage. Spotify execs think that podcasting can help it find new users, retain existing ones, generate more money, and increase profit margins, all because it's cheaper to make or license podcasts than songs from big music labels and hit artists. Hey, so, uh, uh, Spotify, this is Headstepper. Have you lost weight? Yeah, Spotify, you you're looking really good. You're looking yeah. good. You know, like seriously, you've, you've, you've done something. Whatever it is, keep doing it, Spotify. Yeah, you're yeah. looking great. You're looking fabulous. Did you beam them your digits yet? Shh. It's on the down low. Big flirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like big tech is having a few personal transitions this month. Oh, yes. Yes. Angela Arendt, uh, Apple's head of shopping, right, uh, excuse me, uh, senior vice president <laughs> of retail. Ouch. Is leaving the company after five years at the Apple Store helm. I mean, whoa, wait, 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 wait! Wasn't this the person who came up with the like the personal shopping experience yeah, to get your watch? Yeah, they got from Burberry and was was renowned, I guess, as a CEO in the fashion. She worked for Donna Crane and Burberry and a couple other. And she 
I have a personal connection to her because she was six years ahead of me in school oh, at this okay. tiny Indiana small town and then uh, came to New York and did big things. So she. Well, so uh, did you. Don't diss yourself. She had a whole mansion in London, though, really? outside of London with, you know, yeah. yeah I, don't, right. I don't have, like, suburban London property <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet. Um, but there's no reason precisely why Aaron's was leaving the company at the end of April. And Apple did the sort of generic statement that says she was departing for new personal and professional pursuits. Maybe it was a five-year contract and she just decided, hey, tech is a thing, but I really like fashion. I mean, that's... Or, Perfectly, considering her background, maybe she did miss it. Or maybe the whole thing didn't work. Yeah, or that. It was that. just silly. And they've had, you know, and part of it, they were trying to build up the business in China, and external factors have also hindered Apple, I think, in the Chinese market. But maybe that's not going as well, yeah. or maybe they're just shifting. Those pesky trade wars will get you. Yeah, so, so I don't I don't know uh, where she's off to. Uh, she, I think she made about $170 million during her five years there, so I don't think she's going to be signing up for unemployment anytime soon. $170 million. Yeah. Man, we are in the wrong line of work. I tell you. I guess probably too late to change, but uh, Spotify. But she's so, a very so, nice lady. She well, comes from a nice family. On, I hope she on, does well. On. Isn't Spotify looking good? Spotify, you know they have that nice green logo. Like, yes. yes, they do. Yes, uh, call me Spotify. Call me. Yes, <laughs> not maybe. Just call him. And uh, also on the move, uh, if you want to talk about an overwhelming job, Karen Maroney, Facebook's head of public relations, is leaving the company after eight years of privacy scandals and other related incidents. Uh huh. And growth. They had some growth in there, they too. They had some growth, um, but mostly mostly dumpster fires. But, yes. they, you know. Yes, uh, the company's head of policy and communications, Elliot Schrage, uh, which also has been a guest on one of our previous shows, yes. stepped down last year and was replaced by Nick Clegg, who had been deputy prime minister of the United Kingdom at one point. Remember, he was like the leader of the Lib Dems. Yes, he him. was. Two other Facebook PR executives have also left the company in recent weeks. I don't know... If they were taken out in one of those special jackets with the arms tied behind, yeah, or, or if it were. was maybe just, you know, I've been riding this one for a while and it's time to go. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they see the handwriting on the wall or somebody else figured, you know what? Not so much. Yeah. So, so the no, no reason uh, why, why they were departing. But um, but I'm sure Facebook is wishing them well in their next endeavor. Yes. Uh, good, good luck on that next uh, job opportunity yes. there. Now, moving on, electronic scooters or micro-mobility solutions. Those companies continue their momentum into the mainstream. One of the bigger ones, Lime, has raised a fresh $310 million with an M dollars, bringing its total company valuation to $2.4 billion with a B. The company ginned up some cash from venture capitalist firms like Andreessen Horowitz, Bank Capital Ventures, Fidelity Investments, GV and IVP, all those big ones that always uh, invest into tech firms. So they're getting money uh, poured in, but I think they're still waiting for these things to really take off because of municipal regulation and stuff in some of the cities they want to go into. I'm seeing more scooters around town. Uh, I can't tell if they're from Bird or Lime or one of the other ones, but the scooter thing is definitely – Starting to creep in a little bit in New York, even though I don't think they're fully legal here. Right. Uh, but on a related note, Consumer Reports has a new story detailing the dangers of scooters, estimating that about 1,500 people across the country were injured in e-scooter-related crashes since late 2017. The Consumer Reports site has a lengthy story on the need for safety uh, as these alternate forms of transportation begin to take hold around the country. But basically, wear a helmet. Yeah, wear a helmet. Yeah. You know what? I, I mean, why not monorails? You know, 
our maglev, like in Minority yes, Report. Yes, exactly. Come on. I think it's our aging infrastructure that nobody wants to sort of rip out and I do guess the so. new and e-scooters. Like, Maybe monorails would feel too much like the L's, you know, in the yeah, 20th century true. New York. Very I true. don't know. Very true. But yeah, but if you were, if you're riding an e-scooter, wear a helmet. I was promised flying cars. You were. That's all I'm saying. Well, they're working on. I mean, we've we've seen prototypes. Yeah, we've seen prototypes. Yes, but you've not been able to go down to the Best Buy and buy no. one yet. Uh-uh. Just kidding. It'll Just happen. Saying. It'll you happen. Back to Apple for a moment. Uh, that company's attempts to thwart device theft. Uh, remember, they added in all those features like yep. iCloud activation and mm-hmm. locking. Oh yeah. And all of that, uh, that has helped cut down on stolen phones and tablets uh, being ripped away and then erased and resold. But criminals are stepping up their efforts uh, to get back in the game. Ooh. As Vice's motherboard site reports, muggers are getting victims in chokeholds or pointing guns at people and demanding they disable the Find My iPhone feature and log out of iCloud before they actually steal the phone. Wow. Because this is built into, oh, yeah, we got we got to take care of it so we can... Which is scary in itself because then you've got physical danger on top of just getting your phone lifted out of your bag or something. Some scammers are also sending phishing messages to owners of freshly stolen devices trying to get people to provide their iCloud credentials. I guess it's, oh, you know, we've noticed your iCloud thing. Please supply your password and people do. And then they just take that information and unlock and wipe the phone that way. So the game is always escalating. Of course, Uh, yeah. So so let's be careful out there, It's an arms race, I guess. And always uh, be sure to back up your phone to some... Just back it up. And if some nimrod wants your phone, just give it to him. Yeah. Come on. Yes. It's not worth your life. Be safe, people. Yes. Okay, moving on from street crime. Uh, Now, while some tech companies like Google and Microsoft pay bug bounties for developers who discover and quietly report software security holes for uh, leaking it to the press, Apple hasn't really jumped in with its own reward and cash for the hardworking white hat hackers. It does have um, bug bounties for iOS, uh, I guess, but on the Mac platform, its longtime desktop software it's been kind of stingy with those who discover the Mac exploits. Absolutely. And security researcher Linus Hens uh, has shared a video demonstration of what he claims to be a macOS Mojave exploit to access passwords stored in the keychain. But he is not giving Apple the details on how he did it uh, out of protest because he thinks they should pay bug bounties like everyone else does Absolutely. when you find a big gaping hole in someone's security pants. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I agree with him. Yeah, he's uh, encouraging other hackers and security researchers uh, to publicly release Mac security issues to pressure Apple to expand its bug bounty program. That's worrisome, though, too, because if they put all this stuff out in the wild, then all of a sudden, yeah, well, any, you got yeah, exactly. a thing. So, you got a ransom situation. So I don't know if this this tactical work Apple traditionally doesn't really take to bullying because it's such a behemoth. But right. maybe since they're already doing bug bounties for iOS, maybe we just widen that program a little bit for the Mac Why OS not? folks. Why not? Come on. Yes, hence. you could give that woman 170 million bucks. Yeah, you can't throw some cash to some guy that's saving you bacon. That's true, and especially after. The, the whole thing with the the FaceTime the FacePalm bug, oh, you know, right, right. which was an iOS thing. I, but... I thought you were going to mention my bacon sandwich. Oh well, yeah, that the... was. I'm still living that horror. So. I, right, it's it's going to be like a post traumatic stress yeah, of this, this this wretched sandwich. How, how do you ruin a bacon? I'm sorry. Anyway, yes, <sighs> yes, and the FacePalm. Yes, and the FacePalm. And finally, and finally. Last week, we did have the robots playing Django, which I know unsettled you a yes, little bit. But now they much. are saving lives this week. Not the oh, same robots, really? different robots. Different robots. Researchers at Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana, have developed a new design technology to improve the way firefighting robots 
can maneuver in a burning building. All right, I like this. Yeah, you see these robots yeah. are, are doing good. good. Now, uh, because it takes more energy to drag a fire hose that's full of water around uh, when you're fighting a fire, the Purdue team has designed and equipped firefighting robots with a new automatic T-valve system that dumps the water from the hose whenever the robot moves to a new location. So it's not dragging as heavy as equipment, which uses less energy. The lighter hoses improve the efficiency of the firefighting robot by reducing the weight and power consumption while improving the mobility of that robot and uh, can close the potential gap between the machine and a human firefighter who was in there as well. You know, they send the robots in right. first. Yeah. So now we have our robots, instead of struggling under the weight of water-filled fire hoses, trying to get from place to place and run their little robot batteries down. Right. The system dumps the water out of the hose. The robot can jump to the next place, start fighting that fire, and then maybe get through more. But before the human firefighter uh, comes in to uh, close a deal. Okay. All, All right. right. So see, these these robots are doing good. Until they get reprogrammed. Well, to, I don't know what they're doing myself. back at the firehouse, if there's any Jenga going on while they're uh, riding around, or yeah. maybe they're playing uh-huh. Monopoly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or yep. checkers or chess. Uh-huh. It's true. You are trying to terrify me. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But, but you know, the, the, the happy robots of Purdue University are fighting <laughs> the fires for you. Go Boilers. <laughs> Could put in a happy little robot right here. Yes. So, um, so, so that's been a quick look at uh, some of the things in the news this there week on the tech front. If you would like more information about any of the topics we rambled upon, you can find them at poptechjam.com. Up next, we're going to talk about being good citizens. Vigilantes. Well, as you know, crowdsourcing is a very popular uh, way to get things done these yeah. days. In the mobile world, everyone's got their phone yeah. and they can pile in. It's like uh, the kids like to do it. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's a thing for the youngs. Yes. Um, we're also seeing stories because of Waze's police reporting buttons. I guess there's been a fresh round of outrage from the law enforcement community because Waze lets people uh, report hidden cops and speed traps and DUI checkpoints. DUI checkpoints, right. Which I guess they're trying to help their friends. I'm... I'm Mm. Kind of feeling, well, you know, if the, if the person is really under the influence, they're not going to think to look at ways for a checkpoint. They're going to get busted anyway. Yeah. And but, you're not doing anyone a favor. Yeah. But the hidden cops and, and stuff, you know, on the interstate ha- have been a long running contention between lots of law enforcement agencies and ways. But the popo button is still in there. But this is just one of the examples of crowdsourcing and maybe it's edging into official public safety areas. But this app called Citizen, Citizen which yeah. is, has been around... For those who haven't heard of it, it's primarily in uh, New York City, and I think they have a beta for San Francisco, but it's an app that has a very small staff, and they monitor 911 calls and reported incidents, and will put up location-based alerts when there's like a crime, a fire, a gas leak, something going on, something that back in the day you used to have to search on Twitter to see why are there helicopters over Central Park and see, you know, what's going on there. And, and, and But this app will give you not only a dot on the map, a description of the incident. Sometimes people who are using the app can shoot live video of the thing. Right. We watched the bomb squad thing last yeah, week. Right. Um, and so it's, it's all about civic duty and community service. And way back in the day, you didn't know what was going on. I know. And we hate not what's going, yes, you know, going on. This app has had a little bit of history uh, when it was first released uh, into the App Store, I think, a couple years ago, uh, 2016, whatever. Right. It was called Vigilante. It was, yes. Uh, and and 
law enforcement had a little problem with that because vigilantes are, even though some of them are doing good, tend to not really be in, in the full... Yeah, it has a negative connotation. Yeah, fully trained. Um, Think Batman. Yeah. yeah. And so it got pulled from the App Store right. because of complaints by that. But the developer of the app retooled it, put in more reporting features, mm-hmm. made it be a little less sort of aggressive sounding. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's become very popular. You can pick up the 911 calls and so you can see what's going on in your neighborhood. You also see things like rabid raccoon alerts in Prospect Park. <laughs> That's right. More people have reported things, but I'm finding it very helpful because sometimes you just don't know. And even when the past week I've seen a bomb squad doing a suspicious package, right. there's been a gas leak that had to get the construction site had to get evacuated. And it's things that you as a citizen, even if you're not reporting them, if you're in that area, you kind of want to know about because maybe you want to avoid it or maybe you are with somebody, you know, who's in that area and it's like, hey, you know, there's something going on at the end of your block. Maybe you want to get out of there. Just watch out. Yeah. Yeah. So so I'm finding that uh, this time around uh, to be very usable and the more people on it, I guess, the more information you get and it's free. Now, do you use Citizen? I use Citizen. Yeah. The thing about Citizen is that. It allows you to be that neighborhood busybody. Yeah. That's always watching, like, yes. what's going on here? Neighborhood watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a neighborhood watch. That's what it is. I like that. Neighborhood watch. You should have called it neighborhood watch. Yeah, maybe it was taken. Uh, yeah, maybe. And, and we've seen sort of some laps. I think even the city of New York had that see something, say something yeah. app where you could report like a duffel bag left on a train platform or right, something right. that didn't seem quite right and you didn't know who to call you could report it with any you can take a picture of it um, so we're seeing more and more of these crowdsource public safety apps out there citizen though very nice interface yes. very useful you can set it up to alerts so if Easy you're in an use, area yeah. hey there's been a mugging at this bodega on Correct. the corner in times right. square and and then you know what's going on yeah but for people out uh, in other other parts of the world who are not in a major urban area where the citizen app exists Check your app store. There could be some kind of local reporting or just a basic fire and safety app. Mm-hmm. I know there's also a number of police scanner apps out there that you can oh, yeah, download uh, from the app stores. And police scanners, I know there was a thing when there was the Boston bombing that Correct. people were reporting scanner activity as legit stuff where it's a lot of that's like speculative and unverified. It's so, absolutely unverified, yes. Yeah, so you have to be careful with that. But if you you know, remember scanners from the old days when they were big plastic things from Radio Shack, mm-hmm. or you just kind of want to know what's going on. It can be useful just to give you a little hint of some of the activity, and those are streamable. People are streaming these public safety channels uh, through apps, so that could be something in your area if you, if you just want to maybe have a little clue. Right, and if you're, on. if you're using this app, leave your cape and cowl at home, okay? Yeah, yeah, you were there as a bystander yeah. if there's a way you can help. And I think the Citizen app has had some people who have used it and have pitched in to help, uh, baby locked in a car kind of thing. So so there are some some very non-super uh, scary instances where people have stepped in to help or, mm. or gotten things done before law enforcement has got there. But again, be very uh, cognizant of that line of when it's something you can do safely to help someone versus we need fire and police on this one. You know, that's a, a judgment call. Maybe Citizen can take credit for making New York one of the, the safest big cities in the world. Or um, maybe not. I don't know if, they, if they've been around enough fully to take credit, but I think the, every little bit helps. Every know, little in a town bit as big as New yeah. York. Uh, so uh, for anyone out there uh, in an area where Citizen might be of use to you, we'll have a link to the app and some stories on its background, yep. along with a few links of other public safety apps that, that maybe uh, will work in your area. Be a citizen, not a vigilante. There you go. Be a citizen, not a vigilante. Leave the cape and cowl at home, okay? Yes. 
And speaking of good deeds, we must thank the bros again. Yes, thank the bros again. Builtbybros.com, helping us to episode 300. That's a lot of talking that we've I, been doing. I don't want a new costume. I don't want a new costume. You just want a grilled cheese that works, I want a man. grilled cheese. Yes, thank you. Thank you. You understand me. Yes. You've crystallized my thoughts eloquently. Thank yes. you. All right. So until next week, when hopefully El Kaiser will have a wait, more successful launch. Wait, wait, wait. We have to thank our listeners. Oh, we have the listeners. Thank the listeners. you, listeners. Yes. Yes, we wouldn't be here without you. Yes. And please keep getting in touch with us because you know what? That helps us want to make more of these things. Yes. And, and if anyone out there has a really good grilled cheese recipe yes. uh, that they'd like to share so on our won't. page, uh, I, I believe someone here is looking for uh, some, some suggestions here. I am indeed. I am indeed. All right. So until next time, yes. we thank the bros. We thank the listeners. Yes. We've thanked our, well, not your lunch. but Well, you know. thank you, J.D. Thank you, Al Kaiser. Thanks to everyone. And we hope everyone out there has an excellent week. And may your lunches be robust and successful. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back next time. 